Today's episode is brought to you by Fanatics. Fanatics is the world's largest collection of official fan gear from all the leagues, teams, and players you love. If you enjoy our show and are looking to buy a new jersey, sweatshirt, or hat, you can support us by going to podgo.co slash fanatics and getting 25% off your next order. That's podgo.co slash fanatics. Fanatics, officially licensed everything. I think something very interesting now that's just kind of percolating from that thought is like, I think one of the interesting theses to take away from the movie is like what people are capable of Uh and the idea of, you know, what is a girl or a woman capable of Mm -hmm. in a very kind of unsettling, scary way to a lot of men. Welcome to the podcast that gives you a fresh perspective on movies, comics, and pop culture. We aren't afraid to give you an honest take and won't pull any punches. This is Films in Black and White. Welcome to Films in Black and White, everybody. How are you all doing? It's a great day today. Uh, A new day, a new, uh, just a new vibe going through everywhere, which is just fantastic. Um, This is season two, episode three. The podcast ultimatum, because that Ooh. is the third Born movie in that particular that is, series. So, right. uh, finished out Born Born movies to start off the second season. Well, we got a big episode to get to. We have, as you can see, we have a guest joining us today, and we'll touch base with her in a second. Um, we got a movie to review. Just got a lot to get into. So, if you don't know, my name is Doug Wagner. Um, I'm one of the co-hosts for Films in Black and White. Um, just been kind of kicking it this past week, trying to enjoy what I can. But I have to invite my other hosts into this uh, shindig as well. So I'm going to kick it on down to the uh, bottom right square with the one, the only Marcus J. Destin. Marcus, how you doing? Oh, it is Inauguration Monday. I watch a lot of shit, put a period in a lot of shit today. So I am feeling, I am really feeling it today. It's like, it was like out with the old and out with the trash and in with the new. And I don't know what the new holds, but it can't be much worse than the last. You know what I'm saying? So it's a very it good a, point. It's just, it was, a, it, you know what? It was a good day today. I'm not putting like, like, it's not, I'm putting all my eggs in one basket. Yeah, that's fair. Mm-hmm. So just like, mm-hmm. Woo, that was refreshing to get through without hatred. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, <laughs> yes. I, I don't know if anybody else was like sitting there, like holding onto the table, like, oh, no. oh God. Like, here Just, we go. Like, how um, far could a sniper have to be in order yeah, to make like math? And yes. Which way is the wind coming from? Like, <laughs> like trying to do physics homework. Um, it was it was it was great and one of the things um and not to be long one of the best things I saw was Joe Biden like right before this he was talking to his new cabinet or oh, yeah. new, he was inducting his new people and one of the things he said was and I'm not joking when I say this I will fire you if you're ever talking down on anyone or belittling yeah. anyone I will fire you right on the spot and I was like good. here we go oh, like yeah, let's right. get to it let's get to it so I'm feeling good I'm feeling good. great that's good. And we also have to invite our other co-host into this as well. Uh, Mr. Brian Roush. Brian, how are you doing? Brian Roush. You know what? I, Marcus is, he's got my vibe. It, it does. I don't know. It feels new. It feels fresh. Uh, it just recently snowed here in the Chicago area. So I was out oh. with my kids and shoveling today and it just, it felt fresh. It was nice powdery snow and nice. I don't know. And then we went in and watched the inauguration and just, I don't know. It's good vibes. Like good. it's good. Something that's new. Weird. I like that. So yes, it's, I'm feeling good. That's the, that's the main point of that. I'm feeling that's great. Good. Brian, um, Brian, do you get into this battle with yourself as a homeowner that like that? to purchase a snowblower or not? 
I'm just oh, it's so worth it. It's so worth it. I bought one. I keep going yeah. back and forth on it, and I'm like, do I buy one? And then if I buy one, will I use it? So I've been yep. putting it you off. You will. Um, so fun fact, really quick. I'm gonna pull them real quick. I promise. Um, uh, so when we first moved in the house, I was like, Maggie, we don't need a snowblower. I'm from Minnesota, and then we did one winter. <laughs> One winter, and I'm like, I'm not doing that again. I'm never doing that again. That's um, so yeah, we got a snowblower, and it's electric, and it's nice, and it's battery. So yeah, that's why your, people. Your response is better than mine. And Brittany goes like, Man, should this be the year that we get, you know, a snowblower? And I go, I work out. I am the snowblower. Like it's oh, just, okay. just like just wow. real, just Ooh. awful well, attitude. It's a, gross. I after I say it, I have to take a shower because I'm like, you. Um, but man. That's, I am you're, the you're back. Well, thank you. Just yeah, trust, I am the one who blows. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to start calling you Mr. Plow. <laughs> That's fine. That's totally fine. Well, as you can hear, and as for those of you who are, uh, you know, tier two folks on our Patreon can see, um, we are joined by a lovely guest. And I'm going to actually kick it over to Brian to introduce our guest this week. So, Brian, who do we get? Who we have joining us? Today, uh, we invited Jessica Jones uh, to join us in talking about the movie Promising Young Woman. She has her master's in film and literature. I also know her a lot from Twitter and Facebook, and we have talked about movies quite a bit. You might have seen me um, discuss some of the things that she has talked about and generated thought in me on Twitter. Uh, so yes, I'd like to invite our guest, Jessica Jones. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, I'm so thrilled to be here. Well, we're happy to have you. Yeah, so, happy to have you. Uh, you are yeah, burdened so... with being the female voice on a podcast <laughs> that talks about this movie in particular. So I am thrilled to be the female voice that gets to talk about the movie because I've been looking. I had been looking forward to this movie for over a year when it was first when it was showed at Sundance last year. I used to go to Sundance every year. That's right. And oh, that's cool. um, I was so sad I didn't get to see it and I've been waiting to see it for so long and then it kept getting delayed because of COVID um but I kept hearing about this crazy ending that made all these people at Sundance walk out and it was this talk of the town but I had no idea what it was and um I was so paranoid about spoilers and <laughs> yep I really didn't want to have any spoilers before and so I'm very thankful it was not spoiled for me at all um, and awesome. I think that's very crucial, seeing sure. the movie is not yes. knowing the ending. But sure. um, yeah, so I know Brian from we went to undergrad together. We've known each other yep. now for like, oh my, oh my God, gosh. like 15 years at least. That's crazy. That is. Thank you. Oh my God. Yeah. So, wow, we're old. But, oh um, so I guess yeah. if anyone from Cornell College, like alumni yeah. relations is listening, you got three quarters <laughs> of Cornell College alumni that. here. Marcus is also here. Um, but stay connected and also Marcus I, I didn't know how to phrase <laughs> it like... and Marcus <laughs> and Marcus oh man we're really happy you're here Hell thrilled yeah. that you're yes. joining us um, and I'm glad you guys had enough mind to invite a woman to yeah that, thank you yeah we, <laughs> we don't try to do our best we don't really miss it sometimes right, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so uh Jessica we play a game here on whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, Doug Wagner what? How are you? I introduced myself mm. at the beginning. There is no need to backtrack, yeah. Marcus. I'm I don't good. know. No, but how are you? How oh, are I you? Mean, I'm, I'm good. I'm doing I'm doing well. I mean, how am I? How, yeah. how am I? Um, no, I'm doing good. I mean, it's a good vibe. We're 
potty training a uh, uh, almost two year old. So there's that Ugh. constant hell that I'm going yep. through that is yep. trying to teach a person to use the toilet. Um, <laughs> oh, thank you. Brian uh, will tell you I am not a fan of babies or children nope. at all. And nope. so that to me is like a waking nightmare. I love I love my children, but this is not fun. And <laughs> yep. it's, not, it's one of those two things you don't want to have to do. The first is sleep training and the second is potty training. And after that, it's fine. Like, so yep. I don't want to do either one of those, but it's going well. School is school. We are back in full force at the University of South Dakota. Um, and, you know, uh, things are going well. So just happy to see how things are going on that. <laughs> so things have gone on awesome. that end. So there it is. Yeah. Well, <laughs> anyway, but so back to what I was getting to anyway. But um, Jessica, we play a game here on our podcast called Catch That Quotable. And that is when we have a guest, we invite a guest to give us a quote. And then we promptly get three tries to get it wrong. <laughs> Um, the goal is for us to get it right, but it almost never happens. Um, and so we just want to invite you to give us your quote for this week and to basically see if you can get us to get it. So what do you have for us? Oh gosh. Um, okay. Uh, oh, this is a good one. Okay. okay. All right. Okay. The Royal penis is clean. Your highness. Got it off the rip. Um, <laughs> what is coming to America? Correct. Oh my god. Oh. oh my god. It's because where I'm facing my desk, I have my my Funko uh, oh. Randy Watson. I love it. Oh one my gosh. Love it. Okay. One of my absolute favorite comedies of all time. Oh, wow. that is amazing. I can't wait for the sequel to come out too. It looked pretty good. Oh. I was worried, but it looks pretty I, good from be, the trailer. It could be terrible, but the trailer makes it look really fun <laughs> and heartfelt and i'm yes. i'm excited i can't help it i love it so no, i gotta be too. honest i think that might be the fastest correct guess <laughs> that was in the history of our podcast of the i, I got it right off the rip i tried I to be... tell y'all that we have a vibe like as soon as i hopped on it was an instantaneous connection yeah, yeah. i got okay. it yeah they, I mean, they're gonna act like they haven't met before but on a previous plane they were like best friends <laughs> ran into each other this is the second time i just need to point out the second time that like we have a guest and marcus is like i got it we're done moving on <laughs> like so like marcus is fantastic with just got it that's good got it well awesome you're well, like the andy richter on the podcast basically yeah thank you um so great well i mean i expected that to last a little bit longer but shit that's fine that, like in record setting pace which is fine um, i should have picked a harder one no, no that's fine. totally fine that's are you totally kidding fine. um so this week we are covering promising young woman um and before we kick it over to marcus to give us his barbershop summary which by the way i am eagerly awaiting this summary of this mm. movie um, I'm just going to run down some really, really quick, fast facts about it. Um, just stuff that I pulled from either IMDb or just Rotten Tomatoes or wherever I yep. can get this information from. So um, Promising Young Woman, um, as Jessica mentioned, debuted at the Sundance Film Festival a year ago. Um, it was written and directed by Emerald Fennell. Um, and it stars uh, Carrie Mulligan as Cassandra, Bo Burnham as Ryan, Allison Brie as Madison, Laverne Cox, but I could not. I didn't find her name or I just didn't connect it. So if you remember it, let me know. Um, overall, the movie has gotten a 92% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, and as we've kind of touched on, this is a weird time to release a movie and to try to report box office numbers. But the box office numbers to date for this particular movie is $2.7 million. Um, and I could not find a budget in the research that I had done. Um, 
So that's just kind of the general overall fast facts, things that you got to know before we get into it. This is other another good time for us to mention that this is a spoiler included podcast. So if you want to see Promising Young Woman and you don't want us to give anything away, stop now, watch it and come back to us a little bit later. Brian, what'd you have? I just wanted to include here a lot of the movies we do talk about are like R or PG 13, but I do want to say this is like the trigger warning part that this movie gets yeah. into a lot of um, Good call. a lot of deep subjects. We're talking like there's a trigger warning for self harm. There's a trigger warning for assault, sexual assault. Um, so if any of those topics are not something you want to listen to right now and talking about this movie, this is a good time to get on that exit ramp and you can check us out next week. Yeah. Agreed. Totally. Thank you. I'm glad that um, you did point, that. That's, that's a, that's a good call. Marcus, well yes. do you want to give us your barbershop summary for this particular movie? Yes. Um, Laverne Cox character is Gail is named Gail. Gail. Okay. Gail. Gail. Thank it's you. Gail. I don't know why I was thinking something else. Um, okay. I mean, where do we start? Oh, uh, boy. This, uh, ugh, boy. Um, I bet. So this is what had happened. What what ha- what happened was there's this woman. All right, there's this promising young woman. See what I did there? Um, there's this promising young woman who um she she is out there like a like a vigilante. Okay, we're we're talking vigilante. She is out there. Um, she is out there putting people on the spot okay you see what i'm saying you got mclovin from super bad who is an asshole um you got brody from shazam he is also an asshole so what she does is she sets herself out there like bait okay and she acts like she's super duper drunk okay so you have this woman who out there she's gonna act like she's drunk she's gonna act like she's incapacitated she don't know what's going on she's so confused she's so overwhelmed and then you got these crummy little guys who gonna come in there and take advantage and she know they're gonna come in there and take advantage because she's been doing this for a minute because she got a little book and they got tallies i don't know who counts by tallies anymore but i mean that's another thing <laughs> for another time um so she got this book filled with tallies and, and what she does is she plays bait and there's when she acts like she's too drunk or too high or too whatever she um these guys will try to take advantage of her or they they, they make this move on her whilst knowing that she's too drunk and, and what she does is she snaps out of it real quick and scares the hell out of them and does things that i never really got an answer to what it is that she does to them um but basically that's what happens so these guys get all messed up but then she fall in love and 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 then there's this history of there's this trauma that she has about her best friend and not being there for her best friend so really that's the reason that she's doing it she's not just doing it just to do it she really trying to avenge not being there for her friend and in that she runs into some old classmates um she runs into a dean we look at higher education we look at all this stuff and how they mishandled this entire experience or entire investigation and how she's been living with this trauma while everybody else has just moved the hell on so it's really this movie about damn that's crazy that's what that's about this that's what i got you know again i your your synopsis there was really kind of spot on without giving up without giving yeah. away like the intimate details because you could really get into the weeds on it it's gave a great overview so again kudos well to done. you for Thank that you. particular uh you Thank know you. summary so let's get into it Wait, let's hold do on. it let's hold just kind of go ahead what? i want i want i, I don't want to do what brian is doing okay, okay. i want to I give a fair warning that oh, it's going to be a lot of jokes not about some of the things that happen in here but these uh, this is also i'm going to remind everybody we're a big podcast that's big on identity um and so our podcast is based around if you're going to a movie with a bunch of friends or whatever the case may be it's about witnessing it from your from the from the eyes of your identity so it's very important to remember that um 
our perspective could be very much so dead wrong. Yeah, um, but we absolutely. have somebody here who, from the who we're not going to put the entire um, representation on on Jess's shoulders, and yep. we're here to learn and we're here to figure out you know things. But we're here to also still dissect the movie and get it from our perspectives. And if we're wrong in that, remember that we are men, and yeah. men, you know, we're still learning and we're human and we're still learning. So there may be some things we don't. We're not here to offend anybody or misrepresent anybody or anything or or victim blame or anything like that. We are just breaking down this movie in particular yeah so i just want to and i think the other thing to note i think the other thing to note on that and i completely agree that was very well said i think the four of us here in this space have created a safe space amongst each other so i think that's the other thing to know that we may ask a question that anywhere else is something maybe you should kind of keep to yourself and maybe (laughs) not ask that out loud um but we're going to try and look at the movie as a movie and and as marcus mentioned this is not a, a commentary on um, uh, those who are victims of sexual violence or sexual assault. And remember the statistics are one in two and one in three, I believe one in two females and one in three males will be victims of sexual assault over the course um, of time. Um, and that's kind of what the national trends are. So just to kind of be aware of that. But that being said, let's get into it. What are, so we kind of take it from the good, the bad and the ugly, but I do want us to just kind of keep this a little bit more free, free flowing this week since we have a guest of, what are pieces of this particular movie that really worked? What are things that we liked? What are things that really just got us excited? And Jess, why don't you start us off since you are our guest? What are things sure. about this movie after watching that you just connected with and just really, really enjoyed? Um, right off the bat, uh, I like to just kind of look at all the different areas of the film. And so the things that really struck me after I was walking out, um, the soundtrack and the needle drops that happened um especially in the final scene when angel of the morning starts up and you know it's building up towards something triumphant and amazing um and then the i'm so curious about the choice of paris hilton's song being the song that they sing along to in the drugstore but i found that was really cute and charming and yeah um and overall the music was was just very well done and um was one of the things I really liked. I think the colors and the sure. like the set design, the costuming, her hair, her nails, everything was all these like beautiful pastel, like Easter egg colors that sure. make you think of girls and femininity and, and all these mm-hmm. things. Um, and then it was very, it was very much juxtaposed at the nighttime when she would be out hunting for men or you know, doing any of her sort of evil deeds that she would be doing. Um, and so that was something that I found very striking. Obviously the performances are amazing. Yes, like Carrie, sure. oh Carrie, yeah. probably the best Carrie Mulligan has been since Shame, which is yep. another huge film Come I love. On. And I love her performance. I, I, I honestly don't think she's ever put out a bad performance. For sure. Um, but this was just on a whole nother level that had so much nuance to it because she's obviously a character who is very damaged, very, tr- has tons of trauma um but has this evil sinister thing in her that is craving vengeance and you know we talk about vengeance a lot in like superhero movies and these sort of fantastical situations that that's kind of how we see vengeance a lot these days yeah um this is a very personal vengeance very very one person one person army going out yeah for Um, sure so yeah all of those things um 
and of and I loved the twist of the end. Yeah. And the ending oh. I feel is extremely controversial and what is causing a lot of controversy. Sure. Um, with the film. Yeah. But I I and I I'm I'll go on record and say I loved the ending because that's sure. something a lot of people hate or yeah. be the ugly. For me, yeah. it's the good. <laughs> For sure. That's Just, really cool. What what I mean, I'm if we can get into it, we're yeah. talking about sure. the ending, and I think that might be I don't want to speak for all of us, but that might be one of the good for all of us is the twist at the end. Um, what about the ending did you like, and what about the ending makes it controversial? So, for a lot of people who are saying it's controversial, a, a large portion of the people who are very offended and unhappy with it are sexual assault survivors. Sure. Um, and sure. a large part of that is, and I completely understand why they are upset and why they don't like the ending because basically you've taken two women that suffered amazing trauma. One has killed herself in the past yeah. as we learn that her best friend did. And then she is basically on a very self-destructive path heading towards what is questionably suicide. Um, mm -hmm. She's putting herself in an extremely dangerous situation that she knows she may not come out of because which is why she sets up the pre-scheduled right. text why she works with the lawyer um and as people see that as sexual assault survivors that is basically sending a message to other sexual assault survivors that you, you know there is no happy ending like right. it won't get better yeah, it's kind it. of what a lot of people are saying yeah. and and rightly so they're like saying that is not the message that we need to be putting out there Sure. And a lot of people felt a bit hoodwinked that this was like a Me Too revenge story and she was going to come out on top right. um, and be the hero. But, you know, heroes sacrifice themselves a lot. Sure. Right. And that is such a classic trope. And and I love that you brought up the hash, the, the slash marks that she was keeping, because if you remember, the movie is actually broken out into five acts where mm -hmm. it has the numbers before them. It's um, the same format that Shakespeare always used with his tragedies. Oh, sure. And so Got to break it. it up into those five acts, cool. it was very, it's a very Shakespearean tragedy in that way that you have a hero who ultimately sure. is doing the right thing, but dies. Right. And, um, to counter that, the thing I actually liked about the film was as much as I want to hear stories of sexual assault survivors going on to be very powerful and getting over their trauma, that is not really what happens a lot. Sure. Um, you do have a lot of women who commit suicide who never get over their trauma or their assaults or their rapes um, and can't move on. Sure. And I think the biggest issue is the fact that they, that Emerald Fennell basically is glamorizing this lack of ability to move on sure. so i totally understand the criticisms and i understand how divisive it is i like a really dark and demented story um and i like when someone has the balls to go to a very dark place mm -hmm. um so i really appreciated it i understand why other people really don't um sure, and some people see it as being very anti-feminist enjoying the ending and things like that but I like a good movie also. Yeah. It's yeah, a right. movie. Right. And a good ending would not be her carving Nina's name into his body and running away. Like, would she right. ever really move on? No. Right. right. Yeah. It's yeah, not a good, a good ending. That's a good question to ask. I'm curious, Brian and Marcus, your thoughts on the ending, if they are at all, you know, just again, knowing ourselves and our identities and our perspectives from y'all's perspective, how did you all feel about um, the ending? Um, and that particular twist um, there as well. Marcus, do you want to go? 
Um, if, if you if you're ready to go, you can go, Brian. All right. Yeah. yeah. I guys just I did think... the Spider Man like like pointing at each other. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> like, if you're good to go, you're good. But if you yeah. need time to think, I'm I'm ready. Like... We're very polite. We're very polite on this podcast. <laughs> wow. Mm, yeah. Oh, please don't you? <laughs> please. The no, first please. time. Honestly, ever. the oh my gosh, the entire ending from the moment Britney Spears Toxic starts playing, like as she's oh, walking up the driveway, so I like. So I watched this with Maggie and like, I, I like just clenched up. I was like, the, there's no, so there's bad. no version of this that like, I don't know how you end it. Well, like yeah. you're, you're yeah. alone. There's no, like there was one way I knew this could end like Bo Burnham, like comes to save the day. And I was yeah. like, that just doesn't feel like this movie. Like it doesn't like, I just, and I don't know how you would rec- like reconcile it with everything that happens like the sequence prior. So I let me put it this way I was shocked by the ending and I as a piece of art I appreciated that because sure. I didn't expect it to end that way I expected her to like get out and like I don't know maybe it's because I'm really into superheroes and like maybe it's because mm-hmm. I'm a generally positive person but I was like no like this is her journey like she's gonna mm-hmm. win she has to like fulfill this vengeance she yeah. did win and then Right. But yeah. and, and then at the end you just have Piz. That's not his name, but he's from Veronica Mars. Um, the actor from Veronica Mars, like just like brutally suffocating this woman. Yeah. I'll say it out loud. Yeah. Like yeah. like For two minutes and there's no music there at was all. No. It is it was straight. visceral and, it was and brutal and yeah. like I'm uncomfortable talking about it and yeah. maybe that's a good thing yeah. of just like how it's presented and like it stuck with me like it did the her entire journey yeah. stuck with me and like I don't know when I think about art like did it move you one way or another did you hate it did it make you feel sad did it make you feel happy it made me shocked like I it's I, I yeah. don't know if I'm sad I, I don't know how to talk about exactly how I'm feeling it's just more of this like anguish surprise i'm sure there's like a word in another language that i'm totally missing but just (laughs) like uh, like that's i I don't know that's kind of how it left me like just wow i don't know i i enjoy the ending as a piece of art i totally hear what jessica is saying though about in regards to how other like survivors are going to see it i get it but i also feel this is the point i'm trying to make i promise (laughs) i think this movie is for people maybe who who are maybe not as exposed to these types of realities Mm -hmm. like if you have never had someone in your life talk to you about this talk about assault talk about how no one's believed you how you have all these feelings and like yeah it feels like you can't do this like if you've never had that experience this movie does a really good job of being like this is what it's like this is a pretty good picture of what those feelings are like and how people can feel so isolated and alone and be driven to these self-destructive behaviors i think in that regard it succeeds with that type of audience, like a hundred percent in my view. So Marcus, what's up, man? Sure. That was good, Brian. Um, I think, I think I, I, first of all, I didn't see it coming. So that, that, <laughs> oh. that, that was number one. I didn't see this entire movie coming to be honest. With you. Um, because I was, I was telling Doug before we watched it, I was like, I don't really want to watch this because <laughs> I don't know. I, I can't remember what it was. It, it was like, I couldn't put into words why, but I just felt like it was going to be one of those films where I just was going to feel icky and disgusting. And just was like, oh, people are just so like fucking nasty. Um, But in like I was texting the group and I was like, oh my God. And then literally five minutes I was like, bruh, oh, what the (laughs) hell? Because I just didn't know. 
I didn't know what else to do. So as far as the ending though, um, that that suffocation scene, that <sighs> I, I, it's gonna sound weird when I say this. I enjoyed that because it showed you the rawness of real suffocation. This yeah, is not yeah. like in a movie where you put the pillow over somebody <laughs> and it's 30 seconds of struggling and then they die. It just moving on. And then they're just like, yeah. oh, yep, they did. There goes the limp hand. This was what I imagined somebody did research and said, how, how much force does it take and how oh. long would it take yeah. to live I in mean, that moment? His knee, like I, that stands out to me. Face. Yeah, yeah, like just, oh. Oh, it was yeah. just and, and and I think for me, I literally was watching and was like, wait, he's still going. And yeah. I and, know that's how I reacted. And it was like kudos to the two kudos to the guy from Veronica Mars, because the 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 expression and the acting he was doing while he was suffocating her really sure. felt like, oh, my God, like he like it, it went past self-defense and went straight oh, into yeah. I'm trying to silence you because, you know, something that is going to come back and bite me in the ass. That like, is perfect. That's what it felt yes. like. Yes. Yep. So yeah. for me, I enjoyed the ending. Um, and it's and she did win. I I, I don't know what I was expecting. Yeah. I, I, she won because I, I see you, Brian. She won for me because she sacrificed herself to play the long game. Yeah. Exactly. And, and if she never would have done that, she knows that while some people, ooh, this is gonna be hard. Uh oh. Some people voices are more powerful when they're gone like if we're looking at mm -hmm. past holiday martin luther king okay mm -hmm. he was alive he was under investigation etc 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 that's fair yeah. everybody cherry picks a quote they pick <laughs> what they want to post and they do that and they feel like these words are some of the greatest words. some people they can do more in death and mean more as a martyr or as this this symbol as opposed to unfortunately like this is realistic right unfortunately when they're alive their voice is not heard as loud as it would be as if they were dead or yeah. gone also like a murder has so much more impact than another rape or another right. sexual yeah. assault right. which i thought uh, well i thought maybe that's how it was going that she was going to basically like mm -hmm. fake a rape or fake a gang rape even oh. at this bachelor party and record it and then turn him into the police but I feel like even then it probably wouldn't have gone anywhere. And it's like, it had to be yeah. death. It had to be murder in order for him to really go away. Uh, yeah. Yes. yeah. Yeah. So. He yeah. suffered for one, he suffered for one thing, but now is going to pay the price for everything that he did. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. But he doesn't, but they don't get there until we get this ending. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. And, and I think, I'm actually kind of a combination of Brian and Marcus, to be honest with you. When it, when the, when the ending first came around, I remember being pissed because I initially, yeah. and, and I, and I wanted it. I, I was pissed because I was like, I, I had, I, I had watched her, especially after the scene where she wanders out of her house and she's dealing with this emotional uh, like realization that um, Bo Burnham was a part of this. And it basically turns her whole world on her head. I was like, she is, it's almost as if she's reliving this all over again. And she is reliving yeah. it all again. Yeah. There's actually a video. I yeah. just, my, my heart ached for her. So I wanted her, I wanted her to win and I, and she did win. And so as we're kind of talking about it now, but in that moment, I wanted, I wanted it to be like, yep, she locked them up. They're all else piled out. She's going to dial the police. We're good to go. She's going to ride off into the scent. Like, that's what I wanted to happen. Like I wanted, sure. I wanted there to be that level of healing with it. Um, 
so, but I also at the same time was really, really, again, this is going to sound weird, happy that they had that character from Veronica Mars. Essentially, that's who he is now, Brian. Um, I'm, I, so, I'm so sorry. You hate <laughs> we'll look up the actor's name, I we promise. Had, we had that character because that was the level of, that was the level of violence he was willing to go to to protect what he had. Yep. And that's where you needed to see it. It wasn't like this was some accusation. You saw that what sh- what had happened. One, you never really knew, and I'm going to say their side of the story for what I was saying, but you never really knew the details. You knew her perspective from what she knew happened to her friend, but you didn't know anything else about them. It was mm-hmm. all sort of, it was almost a little speculative of what, who did what, and it was kind of a crazy night and everybody was drunk. Like that's, it was a little bit of speculative, but when he turned and got that visceral, you were like, Oof. nope, this is all accurate. Yeah. And he is yeah. going to this length to protect what he has from this person's, like from this person's voice. So, and I also think it's incredibly interesting, the idea of using your voice to speak up for those who have been victims of sexual assault and the mm-hmm. action he takes is to literally take her voice away. Silence her, yeah. So I, I think that that is a, Ooh, a powerful well done. message. And I think that that was a really well done thought. And I think the, turning it on the other end and having it on his happiest day, have everything taken away from him. I think is also incredible sim- symbolism too. I, so yeah. I, I, I thought the ending Beautiful. was really good. My knee jerk reaction though, if I'm being entirely honest, was like, fuck really? I'm come on. Yep. She can't, she, yeah. can't, like, she can't like hop on her horse and ride off into the sunset. Like, right. And, and, and I think the other thing that's interesting is we talk about like, Jess, you brought up a good point of like, we see this in superhero movies all the time. I mean, if you look at Endgame, literally Iron Man died in order to win. And I hate to bring that up. And when we're talking about something serious like this, but the comparison is it's okay for him to, but we're all irritated when she does. Yeah. Does that make, like, I just think that there's, maybe I'm looking for something where there isn't, but I think it's like, it's perfectly okay for male superheroes to die for their cause all the time. But it's the minute you put her there, maybe she's not. Just a thought. That's an interesting comparison because that was one of my biggest gripes about Endgame was that of all the Avengers and all the like 4,000 superheroes they had in that goddamn movie. (laughs) I liked it, but let's be honest. Seriously, they permanently kill off the one female character. The one female Avenger who's for been no there reason. as as an OG for no yeah like no seriously you have Jeremy Renner and Scarlett Johansson standing I, next to each other and you're like Scarlett has to go I, <laughs> yeah and and funny and and, and weird and going back into uh, you know representation and voices nobody ever wrote her the correct way when we didn't introduced her in well oh. when when John introduced her in oh. um, Iron Man two she was just yeah. this. The sexy spy that was literally her only role. As Josh Whedon then took over the Avengers, she kind of still, you know, this nasty fuck doesn't know how to write (laughs) female. He does not. I don't know why he feels like he is the one that has to do it. Do you know that Buffy the Vampire Slayer is my favorite show of all time, and Josh Whedon is like a golden god. He used to be a golden god to me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Hey, listen, 
I grew up. I grew up watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Well, not really sneaking and watching it because I told I was gonna go to hell if I watched it. But well, duh. This, but like, well, duh. I mean, Join the club. Yeah. Welcome to the party, pal. They told Come me watching. Down. They told me watching wrestling would send me to hell, and I was like, "How the hell is a DDT and the people's elbow going to send me to hell?" But I mean, that's fine. Whatever. Anyway, don't get me on my Josh Wheaton rant. What I well, let's keep, let's keep going because I have my. I'll save mine for my good. You're fine. All You're right. fine. Um. Yeah. Other things that we thought were particularly good or jumped out at us. I have to back up what Jess said about the music. The music for me, no. that was like the first thing that I wrote in my notes. I was fire. like, this music is fire. Like just the whole soundtrack so top great. to bottom was just really, really, really good. Um, are there other pieces of this movie um, for Jess or Marcus or Brian that jumped out, the things that you really, really liked? Um, or if you have something maybe for the bad or for the ugly that you want to touch on now too, whatever you want to do. Just I do think, oh, okay, go ahead, Brian. I do have a good that I, I want to, okay. I, and, and I saw this written about in some other pieces, um, but I just really enjoyed how for people like us who watch a lot of TV and a lot of movies, like this is a cavalcade of like nice guy that you've seen in like a CW show in like a, <laughs> like a Fox primetime sitcom. Like, yep. I mean, I'm looking at the list here, by the way. Uh, the character from Veronica Mars Piz, Chris Lowell. That is the actor's oh, name. Oh, I um, would never have even known that if you put a gun to my head. I, no. Me either. Me either. I just Veronica knew him as Piz from now. Veronica Mars. Piz, but I mean, yeah. like, you have Adam Brody, who is in the OC. You uh, have Mick Lovin. Um, I, I will get yep. his name too. He was I, Christopher I promise. Mintz Plaza. Thank you. Oh, I, yeah. Thank you for not breaking up my flow. Yeah. You. I mean, you have and and Schmidt from New yeah. like from New Girl yep. here too. Like also in Veronica Mars too. Um. Yeah. Like you just have all these really nice, nice guys in quote. And like I feel like and I didn't pick up on this until the end, but I'm like, oh my gosh, it felt like they cast all these guys that we know as nice guys. Yeah. They're not. They're yeah. not nice guys. And that was a good reflection point for me because I feel like I try my best to like read up and understand and be like really try to figure out how the best I can be an ally in situations like this. And you get to this point where it's like, yeah, I'm a nice guy. And then you look at the movie like this and you're like, oh man, like they all thought they were nice guys too. And so like making right. sure to like check yourself too. I thought that was really poignant and really well done. Um, yeah, that was just one of the good things sure. I wanted to point out. You know, the, the nice guy thing is very interesting because when Me Too came out and all, all, all of us women were sharing our, you know, swapping yeah. our horror stories and our stories of assault and things like that, whether it be, you know, something very, very small to, you know, unwanted touches and things like that, you know, all the way to, you know, horrible sexual assault and rape and things like that. But as we were yeah. all sharing our stories, you know, it was constantly the question of, it's it's the impetus on the woman of like well she got really drunk and she passed out on this dude's bed and you know like she couldn't even consent or say no and this idea of like well you know any guy would do that and I'm like that is not true because I literally have examples of times when I've gotten blackout drunk and I went on a first like I've gone on a first date with a guy this is like back like in my very early 20s um you know get blackout drunk you go to his place and I would pass out and like mm -hmm. I was very very fortunate that the guys I happened to be with were actually good guys who did not rape or assault me but the truth is it can happen very very easily and this idea that like any guy would do that and any guy would take advantage of a girl in that situation it's just not true right. and that was something mm -hmm. that I was very vocal about during everything happening during me too that like yes this is an amazing opportunity for men to learn mm -hmm. and actually 
take things away from this and grow and listen to us and let us speak and talk about these things um, in a way that I feel like this film, you know, the ending obviously is controversial, but I think the message of the film is still very important and very strong about telling stories of survivors regardless of where they may end up. It's still a very distinct voice and a lot of people are comparing this right now also to I May Destroy You from Michaela Cohen um, oh, on sure. HBO. Yeah. yeah. Which is also a, a, it's a very interesting sort of bookend with this movie because it's, again, it's about a sexual assault survivor and sure. her path to healing and her path to growing. And for her, she does heal and she does move on and she's, she's successful, but she still has her trauma. Right. And so it's, it's very interesting to look at the two heroines of those works sure. and compare yeah this person can move on and, and can go on to do great things as she does. A lot of other women can't do that. Right. And that, that to me was um, something very important about it. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's really interesting. And I also think it's an interesting, like I, I'll have to watch. I may destroy you now. Cause I, I'm oh, curious to so kind of see good. the comparison yeah. because I mean, I think we in America love stories of people who are able to overcome the odds. And essentially exactly. what we're saying is, is that, women are over women who are victims of sexual assault and managed to make something of themselves good for them they overcame the odds but we never hear about the people in the situation like cassandra's in where she's actively struggling we don't hear about those so how many more of those are out there you oh know my God. i'm not a mathematician so i couldn't tell you but that Millions. that's an interesting yeah that's an interesting <laughs> thing to, yeah. to think about so yeah. um yeah <clears throat> yeah absolutely mark i think i <laughs> It's, it's it, the one of the things that I enjoyed was were the extremes, um, yes. and, and I think the over characterization of certain of, mm-hmm. of these leads. Right. Um, first, to that point, I, I want to make the point that Cassandra is just is tra- is traumatized because she lost her friend to this sexual assault. Imagine yeah. what Nina went through before she passed away. Right. Sure. Yeah. Right. And so right. if this is just a ripple effect of something that happened to her friend and her feeling kind of guilty and responsible because she wasn't there, I don't want to forget, which is also part of my bad, I don't want to forget about Nina. Sure. Outside yeah. of just the, the quick mentionings of her name, I, it, it, it meant a lot more because the entire, I mean, not the entire time, for, for a good bulk of the film, I thought that it happened to Cassie. Sure. But it yeah. didn't it's about Nina and, yeah. and, and yes, she's living with it and everybody's like, Oh, you should just forget about it. And, but she's really carrying this burden. One of the things that I really liked was were the extremes. Um, the yeah. nice guy thing, the nice guy thing was simply a shield. It is just, an oh, yeah. it is just another mm-hmm. thing to be. It's a defense to say when things get fucking disgusting and when you call me on my bullshit, Hey, but don't forget, I'm a nice guy, which I do feel that is male privilege right because it it, it is absolutely male privilege even and watching um even watching the black the listening to the black guy uh what is i don't know what is his character name in the film but oh sam richardson i think yeah you're right it is sam richardson yep you're right oh so Paul in this film is playing this sleazy you know this sleazy guy some of his some of his um dialogue was like off because he was like oh she's just mad because a woman can't make it and i was like bro you're black like what are you talking about like if anybody should get it you should get it and shut the hell up yeah but like um they went to extremes to show us like 
the absolute worst of people you know mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah. and mm-hmm. and and we have to see how ugly that is to take us to on this journey of her actually being happy and then snatching that away immediately holy yeah. hell you know yeah. what i'm saying uh-huh. um and, and i'm gonna get in my bed i'll get to it's not necessarily bad but i have questions as a man that i would like um that i would like some some insight on um and, sure. and i would like some insight on that i think i might have um, the same questions yeah, because oh, I, do, I do not know. Okay, actually, that's okay, what, the, what have, I'm saying. I want to go straight. Let's go straight to the bad. Let's get to because it. I, yeah, let's right. go to the bad. Let's do it. The movie is good. Yeah. Y'all get it. Go watch it. Yeah. Oh yeah, watch this movie. <laughs> that's the gist. Of it. I mean, it's written well. The watch dialogue. This movie. Yeah, it's it's a really good movie. The bad. Here's my bad, and it's and it's bad because from my perspective, is there a moment, and it's not necessarily bad, but it's I'm just gonna phrase it like this. Is there is, are there any moments of growth and forgiveness um because and here's the here's why i'm asking um bo burnham he is Mm. this guy who was this young kid and he recorded this 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 sexual assault let's call it what it is he recorded this sexual assault as a kid didn't do anything but he also didn't speak up because you know silence is compliance and etc etc right um we look at al who is written in a way that he really does love his fiance and that he really has grown and moved on. Yeah. We -hmm. look at Madison, who also is somebody, Maddie, I'm sorry. Maddie also was somebody who came back in her life and moved, it slowly seemed like they were all genuinely good people, quote unquote. Are there moments of growth? Are there any moments that allows I don't know. We look at them. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Do you let see me, what I'm trying let, to? Let me ask my question because my question, my question is the same question. What's up, everybody? We need to take a moment to talk about this week's sponsor. Have you heard about Anchor? You haven't. Let me tell you, it is the easiest way to record a podcast. What makes it so easy? Well, first off, it's free. So right out of the gate, that's a plus. Second, it's got great tools to make creation and editing from your phone or computer super, super smooth and super, super fun. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And finally, it's got everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. If you want to make the jump and start your own podcast, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now, back to our show. Okay. Is how do, and I'm just going to ask it, ask it as bluntly as possible because that's how I roll. <laughs> Let's do it. How, so for Bo, Burnham, so for Bo Burnham as a character, for his character um, as Ryan, Ryan has been in this movie up until the discovery of his previous transgression has been super respectful, has been understanding, has tried to carve out and make a, a decent life of where he is at. Sure. Is it, is it fair for his character to be punished to that level of extreme that he is in the movie for something that happens i'm trying this is messy and i realize this, it, again this is a safe space I guess, i'm asking this question okay Go brian ahead. you try and clarify well, Ryan, are, are you saying like 
the way that she approaches him, the way that the character right. um, Cassandra approaches him of like, she finds out he was there and she mm-hmm. basically, you're saying like, she basically blackmails him, essentially. Essentially, like, yeah. I'm, there's not, no... I'm not worried about, I'm, okay, I'm gonna just say it. I'm not okay. worried about the damn blackmail. Okay. As, from yeah, my perspective, while I'm watching this movie, and this has no correlation with what I personally believe, but the first, my first male privilege instinct was, damn, can't nobody grow up? You know what I'm oh, saying? Okay. Or damn, that's, that's what I was trying no, to ask. Sorry. Is there is there no is there no space for growth and forgiveness in this instant? But that's also just me as a man, right? I think the I don't think the issue is that he was there. I I think the issue was that he recorded it. He was part of it, and he 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 knows intimately why she dropped out of school. Right and now. the trauma it caused her and why she has had so many issues moving on. He knows it and he keeps it from her. It's a deception. Sure, and that's fair. Okay. he, it, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's the whole thing of like, I didn't lie. I just didn't tell you. Right. And then the other part of it, which I found this was very, very important. And this was very glossed over. I felt <clears throat> was that they it said repeatedly they were in their second year of medical school which means these characters would have been probably 23 to 24 years old these were not these were not 17 18 year old college freshman idiots you know i mean i know you guys mature a lot slower than we do but (laughs) still (laughs) males who are 20 you know i if i was i i was always the oldest of my class so like if i was in my second year of medical school medical school i would have been 24 years old yeah. and when i think of when i was 24 years old i was working my first like serious job i had a salary i had an apartment you know like yeah. i was a grown-up basically and i know that they were still in school but they were in medical school mm-hmm. and i just kind of I, I was like the whole like we were because when she has them tied up in the bed and alice like we were kids yes, and she's like I if hear i hear that one more time, one more yeah. time I was like, exactly. You were yeah. not kids. You were 23 years old. Yeah. yeah. That is not even remotely being a kid anymore. And again, it's playing into That's the privilege true. of like, I mean, and we hear it all the time. Anytime a sexual assault survivor, especially a young girl in high school, has come out against it. You saw it in Ohio. You saw it in Maryville in yep. Missouri. Right. You know, these right. girls try and speak out and they try to get justice. And what happens? It's all about the promising young man which is where the title comes from about that article written about that swimmer college guy who raped a girl and got away with it. Yep. Um, You know, it's, it's all about how do we forgive? How do we forgive the man? Right. It's not about how do we heal the victim? How do we forgive this man? And that's, that's the thing with Bo Burnham's character because the casting was so brilliant because he was so unbelievably charming. Oh my gosh. He absolutely was. I was so entranced by him and just yep, like, oh yeah. my God, I would, I would fall in love with him too. And that's <laughs> Me like, too. But in the scene when she confronts him in the office, it was so perfect because he tries to reason with her. He begs her and then he threatens her. He does. And he's, yeah, he's yeah, like, you true. fucking loser. You dropped out of fucking oh, medical school. Yeah. You failure. Yeah, quickly, yeah, and what quickly. does she do? She smiles and she laughs as she walks out the door yeah. because that's what we do when we get catcalled like that, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, and just I I was really glad that mm-hmm. he he got a little he got a little shit he got scared he mm-hmm. didn't really any nothing really happened to him though he didn't nothing. really suffer any consequences you know he just kind of he could have actually saved her or yeah. at least helped the investigation yeah 
I, I assumed he. So. I assumed he lost everything though, because really, when they sent the here's why I assumed it at the end when he when he shipped the when the lawyer shipped the phone the video was on yeah. that phone. Okay. Every, yeah. And I assumed that the lawyer was going to take that to court or oh. okay yeah. everybody involved in that video because even though we didn't directly see Al's best friend get arrested, he skipped off. Yeah. My assumption in my mind was everybody in that video was going to get theirs. Um, yeah. regardless and he's going to lose his license because he's involved in this oh this is al he's this big time person yeah. marrying this big time person and he's involved in this video and so is blase blase blah, blah, blah right. and yeah. they were all going to lose everything right yeah and i, I, and I go, ahead. go ahead brian i guess for me i like can people grow and change yes they totally can right i think for me, though, I totally and we've talked about this on the podcast before. I I I can get it. Like, if you have a halfway decent movie, I buy into the premise. I'm like picking up what you're putting down, and like halfway through the movie, there's this. You're either with Cassie or like not. Like, you're uh -huh. either like you're fully invested in Cassie, and I guess at that point, like you're bringing this stuff up, and I I hadn't even thought about that, but like I was just so. I don't know the best way to describe it. I was like, I was with Cassie, like, yeah, let's do it. Let's go get these guys. We're going to yeah. do vengeance. We need to go find these people. Yeah. And like, at that point it was like, Bo Burnham isn't like a ride or die of like, you know what? Uh -uh. I messed up. I'm sorry. I should have done something. And how can I help? But that didn't happen. And like, it yeah. goes back to what Jess said. I just want to bump it. Like it was this immediate, like traditional male defensiveness of like, Oh, please don't do that. And then to like, you're gonna ruin me and then well you know yeah. what mm -hmm. hell with you i yeah. will threaten yeah. you and yeah. you never were really and yeah. like it's this like traditional abusive like behavior pattern mm -hmm. too by the for all for all those yeah. counselors that listen um <laughs> so it's like i just i didn't get there if you do want to talk about growth though i would i would point to the lawyer which I okay. still don't know Ooh. how I feel about that entire yeah. sequence. Al like, Alfred fucking Molina coming in. Oh my God. Dr. Octopus. No, man. I have loved him since Maverick. Remember that yep. movie with oh, Mel Gibson true. where he yes. played a poker that's player? <laughs> such a like old comfort film for me. Yeah. And yeah. he plays such a good villain in that movie. <sighs> yeah, for oh my sure. God. Oh my God. Good heist movie, by the way, yeah. for anyone. Also, great movie. Very underrated. Well, let me just drop an air horn for Al. Alfred Molina. <laughs> yeah, no, you're absolutely right, Brian. His his redemption story is like huge. Like, and, and it's I, I guess it vibed with him. me because like you, you we're using the superhero comparison. I'll keep going with it. Like, like the redemption hero, like the redemption superhero story is like I've gone through this crucible and I have I have emerged stronger and I'm gonna take you Loki. <laughs> Right, exactly. And you go to Alfred Molina and he's like, I'm depressed and I'm, I have a psychological break. Are you here to, what are you here to do? And like, right. she she has no idea what to do with it. I had no idea to do idea what to do with it. Like, like what is redemption in that context? Like, and he does. So going by your logic, Marcus, that totally checks out. Like, yeah, he wants to do something to make that all tracks. And that was, that would be growth to me, I guess, in that moment. He he, so. he outwardly says the minute she's there, he goes, I was expecting for this. This is your day of reckoning, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Like he yeah. he knew exactly mm -hmm. what was going on and what was supposed to happen. And he was yeah. clearly grappling with something um, in that. I think I, I just want to, again, thank Jess for the perspective on on our on yeah. difficulty yeah. with Bo Burnham as a character, because I think <laughs> that's really because that's something I mean, in all honesty, I struggled with of like 
And I think that speaks again to the writing of like, I fell in love with Bo Burnham just like she did. And so when that happened, I was like, no, not Bo Burnham too. (laughs) Like I was just moments of like, not, but he said all those funny things and he's so cute. Like why? And he's fucking tall. Did you notice how tall he was? (laughs) That man is giant. Okay. Wait, I have to Google because I'm like, is, or is Conan she that O'Brien tiny? tall? Either she's tall, I don't know, but he looks oh like that. Oh my god, he's 6'5". Yeah, he's okay. tall. Man. He is tall. That's not yes. fucking around. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, so, I mean, I, and so I think that's good perspective for, for us to have. Um, I'd climb that. him like a tree. Yeah, yeah. I, and I would have, t- and when, okay. when, when he says, I love you and he go and she says it back and he uh-huh. goes, Oh man, I'm going to buy you a bicycle. I legitimately <laughs> laughed out loud. And yeah. I was like, you could He's buy so me one charming. too. Yes. Okay. But I, I love that you brought up the scene though, where like, we're all so sad that he turns out to be a shitty guy right. um, because one of the other things I thought about this movie after I watched it was my God, I wish I would have seen this in a packed theater on a Friday night oh, where none of us yeah. knew what was coming. Yeah. 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 And the collective gasp that would have come out in that mm-hmm. moment when you hear his voice on the video, I was yeah. just it, like, oh, like it knocks the breath out of you. Yeah. And I was thinking about, God, I wish I could have just experienced this movie uh-huh. with a crowd of strangers. And yeah. Yeah. it's, it's again, when people talk about, you know, why are movie theaters important and why is going to the movies important and i'm like movies like this prove Mm -hmm, how amazing a theater going experience could be Mm -hmm, and so that was something that i was like i was i was kind of sad when i thought about it because i miss going to the movies so much but not movies like tenant 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 didn't prove shit tenant tenant goes straight to hell i don't give a shit i still haven't seen it i I still haven't watched it jessica he's still that shit forwards and backwards yeah, he filmed it. He spent eight hundred million filming that shit forwards and backwards. Forwards and backwards. Yes, forwards and backwards. I, anyway. I'm, I'm just not um, like. Yeah, yeah I, I definitely, I definitely appreciate that. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I want to, I also want to hear from Doug because I know that he has a lot of. Yeah, we've been. Well. Yeah. Um, but I appreciate that perspective, and I do want to be honest in my. Um, while I may be black and I and I understand that kind of struggle, I am not a woman. I do not have the intersectionality of being. Mm-hmm. I'm a black woman. And why it was one of the things I mentioned to Doug was one of my uglies. Um, and when we get there, that'll be one of my uglies. If this was a perspective from a woman of color, how differently mm. would this, would this movie flow? How differently yep. would this, like if they put it from the perspective of Laverne Cox or Gail and Gail being the one to go through this, how yeah. differently does this movie change the identities, the, the idea of payback? What does that look like? The trauma, how much deeper does it go? And so it's like, for me, as a black man, I can, you know, you can be like, man, I'm, you know, I'm black and you know, like I get it. No, it, there, yo, I will never be able to understand that. And that is why I have this natural, like, ooh, like the whole time I'm I almost threw the fuck up. <laughs> when he was kissing on her in the beginning and it made me like I really just felt like I was gonna just throw the fuck up yeah, yeah. like every time that it happened um and it just and and just kudos to the direction of this movie um and, and kudos to the lead being able to get this off and just make it feel and and really teach me a lesson I'm still learning in my privileges as a man and I'm still learning all together. So for these things to make me feel a kind of way, this movie did what it was supposed to. Absolutely. Because a lot of people will say that this movie was not, I'm not the audience for this movie. 
maybe no anyone's the audience it's for everybody and that is what's most important because it's either going to call you on your bullshit and like like brian said you're either going to be on board or you're going to try to make an excuse and feel bad and justify um the things that happened to her which is also victim blaming gaslighting Mm -hmm. whatever it is that you want to whatever it is you want to put in there yeah, for sure. I, no, I think that's like such an important point to make about the, I mean, it's the Natalie Holloway thing, right? Of like this beautiful blonde teenager goes missing in Puerto Rico or wherever they were, sure. the Caribbean, I think. And, you know, it was like the whole nation up in arms about this beautiful white blonde girl that's gone missing, right? And it's yep. it's always marginalizing any women of color that ever go missing yeah. um, because it's just, it's it's not picturesque. It's not, you know, some beautiful tiny white girl like you know the the fragility of the right. white girl and everything like mm-hmm. that but sure. the movie kind of plays off that because mm-hmm. it is point. that sort of stunted american view of oh my god she was such a promising young woman you know she was this beautiful mm-hmm. brilliant girl going to college going to medical school top of her class and everything um and she you know tragically ended her life and things like that so right. again it's it's playing into the sympathies also of i think the audience and it is just a fucked up you know it's just institutional racism honestly at play yeah. of you know making mm-hmm. us uh, mourn over a, a white woman than a black woman because that's just essentially yep. how it's, 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 the, right. the media yeah. feeds itself right so yeah. right yeah i'm really glad you brought that up because yeah. it's totally true yeah, Thank absolutely. You. Doug Wagner. Yeah. Let's hear from you. Yeah. Uh, so my I'm gonna approach my bad in a different way because as we've mentioned before, this is a good movie. Like, and I everybody should watch it. It's for everybody. I want to take and say that the bad is higher education did not look good in this particular film. And, Ooh, I want to okay. hear from both of you guys on I, this. I have notes. Go ahead. <laughs> so give it to as, them. Oh, of course. As, you as do. someone who works in higher ed. Let's just say that the dean, as as shocking as the dean's response of, well, you know, it's just there was nothing to follow up on. And it was just a case of a he said, she said, as much as we would like to write that off as like a that never happens. That shit happens all the time. Like and and deans and, and people in places of leadership probably don't do that. That is more common than I think most of the public would admit. Now, I think most of us assume that the institutions we work at wouldn't take it that way. But the bureaucracy of higher education is you follow up on it until you can't follow up anymore. (laughs) And sometimes that comes sooner than other people would hope. Um, And so I just, higher ed had a massive stain with um, Walker was the, Dean Walker was the Dean of the medical school. Um, And she played that really, really, it's more of, it's like a good, but it's, it, the effects were bad, but yeah, like her was just, it was bad. Like that whole look of, yeah. Yeah, and it I felt just, real. Yeah, like that was felt, that. That yes. to me was that to me has it, happened it felt somewhere. Real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I, honestly, I I don't have a ton of bad for this movie. Like, yeah. I really like it. It it hits so well. I think, but like, if I were to say, like, if I was pushed, if I was pushed to give like constructive feedback like that, I would expand the higher ed portion just because I feel that is such an arena that like I've worked at, you know, for people that listen, I've worked at multiple higher ed institutions. I have seen the evolution of title uh-huh. like, from 2010 to now, which is about 10 years. And yep. um, 
I think the best way I can say it is that no one, it never really feels anyone gets it right. Like no one, it always feels like this hot potato. And I'm not saying that's any institution's fault. It's also the laws and how we also uh -huh. structure our local and national and state laws and how a lot of systems are, are slated against the survivor in, in an assault. Yeah. Um, which yeah. I, because, the, because, because, because the system was built around a certain, a certain look, feel, yes. demographic, age, etc. Yes, yep. exactly. And yep. I guess for me, like, I think, so Emerald, by the way, I had no idea that Emerald Fennel here, like, she is, she does I, didn't, I had no idea. This was, this was her very first film, by the way, that she yeah. ever directed. And she so. knocked it out of the park to me. Like, yeah. she, pretty and, amazing. So, like, honestly, like, if I was in that position, I'd be like, I'd extend that higher ed sequence because there's a, a lot hair. more you can dig in here that is yeah. just so messed up and how, like, if you're at a private institution, which I'm assuming that medical institution was based it on the way it had looked, like yeah. there's a lot more like that private institutions can do to say like, well, we looked into it and we're done and things like that do happen. I want to, I, I do want to boost Doug. There are institutions where I absolutely believe that happened where if someone asked about it, it's just, well, we talked to the person and we moved on and yeah. you know, yep. we just, we didn't have enough evidence. Do and you know there's how always concerning an excuse. it is that they, she said that there are one or two of those accusations a week. A week? Yeah. Like, yeah. Do you understand? Like, that means you, you, need to, you, that means you need to shut that motherfucker down. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, that right Ryan, I have to assume it's, it's a private institution because if right. it were a public institution and they were reporting one or two accusations, not even like confirmed, but they one or two investigations into allegations of sexual assault weekly, and that was a public institution. F fuck like that would have been yeah. aw, like yeah. there would have someone would have shown up and been like we don't know what's happening but no like you can't do this anymore well yeah and the other thing too here is like even just diving into like how cumbersome those processes can oh be and how the system makes people complicit they are i mean that too like and some yeah. people want to do the right thing like whether it's For a professor sure. or a student they're like hey like i saw this and i need something to be done about it and then it's like well here's the system and then it has to go through here and then by law we have to hear this and by then we'd have to do this um when it's all said and done you'll tell your story five times and it may or may not be resolved which is also incredibly traumatizing to the survivor exactly, so if you're a survivor yeah. and you and you have to tell your story to five people maybe law enforcement and then the mm -hmm. dean possibly a title nine coordinator and then maybe an assistant title nine coordinator on top of that it's uh -huh. it's incredibly yeah. traumatizing that you just don't want to do it anymore which right. plays into this whole thing of like that's why people don't tell their story and for those i was gonna people, say yeah. why they just don't even don't even report it um, exactly it's yeah, just for not sure. worth it so yeah. like that is honestly my only like constructive feedback like with this yeah. is like i think you could have dived into that and it would have dovetailed really well into talking about nina and how like no one believed her and how the system played into that and how these other people made her feel like that of how she was isolated and like frag like being fragmented in real time like and feeling this loss of self and that's right. part of the system that we have right now we don't have sure. good recourse when it comes to mm -hmm. survivors it's still, it's still growing and thankfully the previous administration and i can say that didn't do a lot to <laughs> yes, help it, and we can only hope that the future administration you know, does some more oh. not, but we are not dr joe biden we're not a, we're biden. Not, a, not a political podcast um, <laughs> <laughs> um just a sane podcast yeah <laughs> yeah right just rational um, got, some, got some goddamn sense so and i think 
so we can, maybe this is a good time for us to transition into what we call the ugly Jess. And that's just maybe their directing choices or writing choices or acting choices that we maybe would have done differently. And maybe this is a good transition for that with Brian saying, you know, if he were, he might accept that's actually that a good scene point. a little bit more. Yeah. Um, is there anything Jess that you can think of after watching this, that maybe you would have done a little bit differently or an extra scene maybe that you would have added or just anything in that uh, realm of possibility? The one thing that that kind of like was like scratching me the whole time as I was watching it was that you never it was never clearly stated what happened to Nina like yeah. I honestly was waiting for some ending scene like not ending scene but scene toward the end where Cassie goes and visits her in like a mental institution oh, and sure. she's catatonic or oh, something oh, sure. um, and like this whole time she's been doing this act of revenge and she's taking the notebook and going to show it to Nina and like explain to her what she's doing. But Nina is like, obviously just like not even getting it. But in her mind, it's like this torch she's carrying for this friend who's still alive. Right. And I thought it was really going there because when she goes to see Molly Shannon playing yeah. mother, oh, she's yes. like, it's not good for you. It's not good for Nina. You need to move on. And I'm like, oh, is Nina like somewhere yeah. like she's still alive. Oh, and point. then it's just kind of tossed in that she killed herself. And I was like, yeah. Oh. Again, it's, it's about like, fact. it's about silencing the victim in a way that yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, I would, I kind of would have liked to little known a little bit more about Nina and yeah. like her after the assault and like when did she kill herself and you know I guess I wanted the gory details in a way um sure. I'm with that you that weren't that weren't given yeah. and that was the only thing when that when I walked away I was kind of like eh, that was kind of like a, a throwaway letdown that I felt like could have been sure uh, like it, and it would have been an interesting way for there still to be a survivor like yeah. even though at that point it's like what is the quality of her life but she's still there right um so I don't know. That was just the one thing that I remember, like just being bothered by. But I, I did love the film, and there's it has very few faults. I will say. Yeah. Can I riff off good, of that really that's a quick, very good Doug? Point. Please, Brian. I, I'm picking up what you're putting down, just because I feel like it could have been something really powerful. Where even like maybe we could have thought Nina wasn't there or she did um pass away but then it gets to a point where like cassie is like i'm doing all this stuff for you and she's like can you stop like you yeah right yeah you need to move on like you are having this revenge thing this is you and is this help like the whole movie right is carry on revenge too which i think it does pretty well like and that's yeah. a whole other point but like i feel like that could have been something that was explored and how we're talking sure. about moving on i don't have any perfect answers here i'm just really enjoying that idea jess and yeah that's yeah. that's all i yeah. wanted to use my time with doug so yeah. i'll throw it no, back that's to you. that's totally fine marcus anything that maybe from a director's perspective or from a choices perspective as far as the movie's concerned that you might would do differently i'm gonna say i'm, a, I'm gonna say no because um as a director, I wouldn't know how to tell the story because, it, you know, I, sure, I feel like I'm sure. not in those shoes. So for me, there isn't I've, everything seemed to be, at least from my perspective, justified. The turning of Bo Burnham, the showing the, the sleazy, greasy guys, mm -hmm. showing how, quote unquote, nice they are, showing her and everything that she went through. I will agree with just that more of Nina make me fall and not fall in love, but make me. um build this relationship with Nina or this or this something with her this connection yeah. with her um that would get me more not more on board but also just would be like man more sympathy good person yeah just more right. sympathy because yeah. it, it became too much about Cassie and yeah, how she's sure. facing her trauma and not enough about 
how Nina's gone and they didn't do that until the end of the movie to show that yeah. she was dead. She's not still here, still traumatized, doesn't want to come out the house. She is dead. Yeah. She is, she's right. gone. And I just feel like even if, I mean, I understand that you go through trauma and with Bo Burnham and they're building this relationship, you know, her explaining that to him, like, hey, do you remember Nina? This is what this has got going, especially when she got caught. I thought she was going to be like, hey, let me explain it to you. This is what happened. Blase, blase, blah. This is right. how I'm feeling. This is why I'm doing the things that I do. Yeah. And then give me the little fun love Paris Hilton montage. Because then <laughs> we, the moment that Bo gets caught, then I feel more like, what the fuck, Bo? Like she told yeah. you about Nina <laughs> and you still did this Paris Hilton little shit in, in the fucking store. Like, fuck you, Bo. And like, yeah. then I've been more on board. But anything else other than that, everything felt justified. Laverne Cox was like in this weird position of yeah. like, they really just kind of pigeonholed her to this coffee shop set. Yeah. Yeah. It felt kind of weird. Um, but I mean, I, I okay. I'm, but it's not like a big, big deal, but it just felt weird that she was just kind of just that, like, just there yeah. but i mean other than that yeah i think i'm good yeah i think i'm cool yeah i i i will i will say that the things that i would that i think that i would that i want more of are similar to that whole like i want to know i want to know more about them i want to know more about cassie and nina when they were in college because they allude to it when Bo and cassie are on their first date um he says you were so much smarter than me um yeah, in medical right. school and they kind of leave it there and i it just piqued my curiosity like shit like how much smarter like and was this right. the, were they just a dynamic duo and they were just you know like fooling everybody and, and being out you know leading the pack so to speak and that that's what i want to know more of because it's just piqued my curiosity on that end um i also am just i think there's I would have appreciated because I kept as they were talking as Bo and, and um, as Ryan and, and Cassie were talking at the beginning of their relationship. I, I remember like going, just be honest. Like I, there was this piece of like, I really uh, just wanted honesty there of like, right. yeah. you know, and then it makes that deceit on the other end sting a little bit more, if that makes sense. Or I'm maybe again, thinking or making that assumption of like, if they are putting all their cards at the table at the beginning of the relationship, and then he comes out that he has been, he's been hiding this one piece, you know, that, that level of deceit and lie um, that stakes gets raised a little bit more. That is fucking nitpicky. Like really, 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 I mean, I'm criticizing brush strokes at this point I, in time of what is an outstanding movie. So it seems really stupid to, to get that nitpicky, but those are just two things that come to mind. I think it just, spe like, I think it just, this is her first outing. You said Jess, yeah. Am I this is her first, this is her first feature she's directed. First, yes. I mean, I, I, like that's pretty amazing. amazing. Yeah. Pretty amazing. Uh, sure. debut. Like, sure. I mean, we're getting into the weeds here of like, you could have made us like Nina. Like, I mean, yeah, it's, I think, I feel like that speaks for itself in that regard of just like yeah. how complete of a movie this is and the beats yeah. of it. Yeah. I just, yeah, yeah, I can't speak highly of it enough. Yeah. Good which is, which again, now really carries us home. And Brian's leading the way with transitions today. Of, oh, yeah. Do we, re is this movie worth the price of admission? Now, again, the price of admission for us was a $20 rental. Oh, it hey, it was hefty. Yeah. I was not expecting twenty dollars. Yeah. yeah, it was a twenty dollar <laughs> rental. Um, or if you're in a place where theaters are open, it's the cost of a movie ticket. Yeah. Um, quick round table. I'm gonna go ahead and make an assumption and just chime in if you disagree, because that might be easier. Worth the price of admission, I would assume. Yes. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah. And a movie, well, a movie ticket yeah. in New York City is $21. So <laughs> renting it Damn. for. Yeah. Oh, that's, say in- that's just like at your shitty what? local theater. That's not even IMAX. IMAX <laughs> is like at least $25. Oh my God. Yeah. You're blowing these South Dakota mines right now. New York City. <laughs> I, I was going to say in Chicago, I could have seen this probably for like 15 like if I went like during my free time and like, if I went on a matinee on a Tuesday, if I went for a matinee on a Tuesday, maybe I'm looking at 12, yeah. like no, that's seven that South Dakota, That's that South Dakota privilege because if we were in regular time, in regular <laughs> normal times, non-corona, a movie ticket up here is $8. Yeah. Oh my God. Wait, yeah. like no IMAX, support your local theaters. Shout yeah, out support, to the yes. support for million theaters. I, <laughs> support your I local almost theaters. always do. Yes. No, that's, you that's huge. I'm shocked. But anyway, that says something. If a ticket's <laughs> yes, $21 and you would see this in theaters, hell yeah. I mean, oh, it's worth, absolutely. that's absolutely worth the price. There's a reason yeah, I used I to be so broke before COVID. <laughs> I went to the movies like twice a week. It is an expensive habit. You're living the dream, <laughs> it, man. It does. It, going to the movies is an expensive habit. That's why when I go, I want to go either with people that I like and can enjoy a movie with or by, I myself. by myself. Yeah, I can go by myself anytime yep. for sure. Yeah, for sure. That's Don't need people code. talking to me. It's like, shut up. I'm watching the movie. Yeah. 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 There's yeah, like, there's like three or four people that I can see a movie with. And that's <laughs> like, and one of them that's is true. my wife. And that's like it. <laughs> Otherwise, it's two like, of them are my sisters. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> um, well, this movie is available most places for most digital rental places yeah. for that premium or early access price of, like I said, $20. Um, yeah. It is showing in some select theaters that are open if it is safe for you to go. Um, I think Jess made an awesome comment earlier of like, I would love, I agree, I would love to see the reaction of the audience in a theater oh, of yeah. some of these reveals. So love it. if you yeah. can see it safely in a theater, maybe do that just to, and then, you know, tweet at us or Facebook us or hit us up on Instagram and let us know how that reaction was um, for some of these reveals would be fantastic. Um any other final thoughts on Promising Young Woman before we close it out? Mr. I do. Rauch. I had, I just real quick, two things. Um, I was, I've been thinking about your Iron Man comparison for about an hour now. And of course, if we're going to jump back <laughs> do you there really quick. And it's really, it's almost like apples and oranges to me, man, because like. Oh, oh no, like, it is. It is apples and oranges. It's not I, like I just, that. It is that. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, this movie, I think though, like it, I didn't have a good place to say this. So I'll say this here. Like this movie, like really tapped into this visceral feeling I have of like, I'm going to write a wrong. And that's why I was totally with Cassie the whole time. Like uh-huh. if I was her friend and she'd be like, Hey, I'm gonna go to this bar. I need right? X, Y, Z. I'd be like, okay, I'll get it. Like, yeah. like, let's go get these dudes. Like, yeah. let's go get these dirt bags. And so just really relating to her story of like, I want to make this right by any means necessary. And then having that ending of like knowing everything that she's gone through compared to like a comic book movie it's like i can't even like i can't even even level it um i would say like i was both sad both of those characters had a hero's ending i think um i I don't know that's where my thoughts lay on that but i just want to say like just no that's that's i was just using it as the point of comparison of like again there's a lot of outrage over someone you know, sacrificing themselves and not just picking themselves up by their bootstraps. Right. And yet in yeah. other movies, we see that happen all the time of right. people laying down themselves for the greater good. And we don't question it, but it's someone dealing with significant trauma that's impacting their, not just their like every once in a blue moon life, their daily life. This is all she thinks about. She yeah. has a, every I mean, day. there were yep. images of her staring at a screensaver of just images of her and Nina. This, Ugh, this yeah. like, 
fucked her up mentally and pretty permanently. And so your point is absolutely accurate, Brian. There's no comparing those two things. I was just (laughs) trying to make the point of like, in some circles, it's acceptable for us to say, yes, this is okay. But in others, it is not. And that's totally inconsistent to me. Um, And for the record, I I like, was emotional on both points. Oh, sure. Um, I think, Brian, we we all cried at the snap, okay? So you don't, (laughs) like it was, but um, I just wanted to add that. I think something very interesting uh, just kind of percolating from that thought is like, I think one of the interesting theses to take away from the movie is like what people are capable of Uh and the idea of, you know, what is a girl or a woman capable of Mm -hmm. in a very kind of unsettling, scary way to a lot of men, I'm sure who watched the movie were genuinely (laughs) scared and didn't realize that, you know, what we're willing to do because I absolutely identified with Cassie of like if that happens to my best girlfriend in college and she killed herself it's it, I, I think I would be out for blood honestly yeah. mm-hmm. and yeah, I think I would sure. have as much of a, a sort of like hillbill vendetta totally. as she does yeah. I don't know if I would have been smart enough to carry it out the way she did or <laughs> brave enough because oh, no. she gets yeah. herself into some really dangerous situations yeah um, because you see what she's capable of in the same way that you see what these nice guys are capable of and right, what this right, Dean right. is capable of and what Alison Bree's character, Maddie, was capable of, you mm-hmm. know? It's, and it's, again, it's about a film that makes you feel kind of icky yeah. because it shows those, the worst parts of us in, in whatever way, you know, like as much as Cassie is the heroine, she's a pretty terrible person <laughs> and mm-hmm. is not really like someone you'd want to be friends with and, it it infects her like yeah. literally her obsession infects her so it shows like the level that she'll go to and what she's capable of yes. yeah the for same sure. way that bo burnham is capable of literally turning a 180 in two seconds and threatening her yeah and mm-hmm. al is capable of going from playful whatever to literally right. murdering yeah. her right yeah, yeah. and so cool. it's just um amazing. I just like when movies do that. I like I I always have liked movies that show us the ugliest parts of ourselves, mm-hmm. and I think it really did that. Yeah, and it I think the other thing is is that in most cases, and I think you make an excellent point of like in most cases, men would feel. I think the intent of this is that men feel bad for the nice guys in this that they're just misunderstood and it's an it's a confusing situation and there was only one there was only one person 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 there's only one person in cassie's wrath that i felt sorry for and it was for one moment um and it was um uh missy uh it was allison Bree's character i felt bad yeah i felt bad for maddie for a moment yeah because i because again the moral oh, high yeah. ground of Cassie's character this whole time is no one should have to be put through that. So exactly. what did she do? She put right. her through it. And I get that the point temporarily, is, is tempora- temporarily, temporarily, temporarily. Um, that was the big, that was the big the shit out of her though. Right. Oh my so gosh. that, that was oh the only God. person. Cause when those frantic phone calls and text messages kept coming in, I right. was like, holy shit. Like right. this is like, right. I feel bad. But that for was her. also growth on right. Cassie's part yes. that Cassie, Told her yeah. the truth and was like, nothing happened. I did it to scare you. And right. like, would she have done that if she hadn't have been in that relationship sure. with Bo Burnham? Right. Yeah, for sure. Point. Yep. Growth. Yep, Growth. that's a you know great call point. That? That's a Growth. great point. <laughs> well, this and I has... want to make it known that I don't agree. <laughs> although my questions are my bad, those were strictly just for 
content purposes in the podcast and learning moments for anybody else that was having those type of questions because I know there are several people that did I know that there are men who are going to ask well damn can nobody like grow I wanted to ask those questions on purpose because I think no I think that's good to hear that um I I mean I agree I'm not ever going to you know you know how I get down if you know me you know me I'm not gonna sit here and over explain myself so right um, but I will but I'll also back you up and say like I I think it's you again, listeners know this, like we don't pull any punches and I'm not going to ask a question just because it's not a, a clean question, like, right. or a, yeah. or an easily to understand question. And I'm glad we discussed it because at the end of the day, it needed to be, cause you're right. There are some guys that are like, whatever, man, I guess you can't get over it. Like it's nobody's just, perfect. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah. 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 And so I think it's good that we, we talked about it. This has been an outstanding outstanding yes. conversation um huge shout out to jess for joining us on this week's episode yes thank you uh, watch promising young woman uh that brings us to our time to plug anything that either we are working on or anything that we are our friends loved ones are working on uh jess <laughs> not to put you on the spot but anything that you want to plug or you want to talk about to tell our listeners about Oh no! Watch Hannibal. It's the best show okay. of the last ten years. Oh, okay. Let's save okay. Hannibal. All right, there you go. All right. Save Hannibal. Hashtag save Hannibal. <laughs> Hashtag save Hannibal. <laughs> um, Brian, anything that you'd like to plug or tell people about? Uh, I think I think I'll use my plug time. So if you listen to this podcast and it brought up some things in you, I'm just going to take this as a PSA. Um, Rain is a hotline um, that you can call 800-656-4673. And you can be connected with a trained staff member uh, for a, a sexual assault service provider in your area. If you need that and we talked about all this stuff and you need it, call. you can reach out to them. Um, I just want to give a plug uh, to this great group. Like, I think we tackled some really difficult things, which is a really good movie. Like, go watch this movie. It's mm-hmm. probably one of the best of 2020. So yeah, sure. that is what I'm going to do. Oh, sure. That's, that's a fact for yep, sure. Absolutely. Nice. Marcus, the one huh? only. What do you have to plug? Don't act, huh? You're listening. <laughs> um, what do you, anything that you want to plug? Um, yeah, I just want to echo everything that Brian has said and everything that Doug has said so far. I want to say thank you to Jess for being here tonight. This was amazing. Really, really good, solid conversation around a really solid movie. Um, sure. So thank you for coming. Okay. Y'all know what time it is. Y'all know, remember to follow the mantra, never offended, always humble. The never offended, always humble store will be closing. The link is in my bio. We're going to be closing for a month so we can revamp, put some new clothes up there. So this is your last time to go and buy some things from the website because you don't know what's coming back and what ain't coming back. Okay, and always remember, okay, my mantra, okay, five or 500. Okay, we are giving the same energy to five people that we would for 500 or five or 5,000 or five or five million. So if you ain't supporting us and you just really just like doing whatever you want to do, that's cool. To the five people that like every post, repost every everything that we post, we are going to give you the same energy as if we are in a room full of five million people well said remember that thank you thank you so other than that y'all know what time it is you know it's your boy (laughs) (laughs) what i have to plug is a couple of things one i want to shout out to one mark doom another cornell grad you know he's out here doing the most shout out to mark trying to do the most and watch a movie a day for the entirety of 2021 is he really wow really talking about that in the discord he has a google spreadsheet with the movies he's watched and they're shared it with us and everything so he's he's got that right right there holy bucket and so shout out to mark for doing that shout out to i want to recognize one of the five 
that we want to talk about, which is Chris Schulten's. Chris Schulten's always Ooh. engaged with us and talk about our stuff too. So shout out to those. I actually think he got the that. trivia right on the Instagram too. He did yeah. get the trivia right. Um, the trivia it. this week, for those of you who follow us on Facebook, Instagram, what have you, um, the quote is from Black Panther, sold, sold, said by uh, uh, Killmonger. Um, so. And I just want to plug the podcast. Keep checking us out. Keep listening. We got some big things. Y'all don't want to miss next week's episode. We're not going to tell you what it is, and we're going to play coy and keep it on the DL. But I got to be honest you with you. Don't want to no, no, oh, duh. Should... no, duh. No, we're going to tell them what it is. Okay. We're going to tell them what okay. it is right oh, now. We're going right. to tell them what it is oh, right now. We're pulling an audible. Through, through persistence and Woo! through uh, great strength of bargaining, we have secured. So those of you, that's absolutely right. For those who listened to last week, we covered the movie Arch Enemy which was directed by one Adam, Adam Egypt Mortimer. Next week, the three of us are interviewing Adam Egypt Mortimer for this podcast to talk to him about how he created this film. We're going to talk to him about his, um, the Vorta, the, what did he call it? The, the Vortex universe the that he vortex. wanted to create. Like, cosmic um, homework. If he's listening right now, I need to do more. Cosmic horror, horror and cosmic superhuman. Cool. So we're going to interview him and talk about just, his vision and just get to know him a little bit more. So do not yeah, miss it. Yeah. And again, if yeah. you like this shit, if you like this stuff, we turn out, follow, subscribe, check us out on Facebook. We're also going to have a social competition for some swag that we got coming. We've got tons of stuff that are coming up um, and just don't miss it. Like hop on board and, 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 and get following us and get connected. This is an important part of the podcast. And oh, probably yeah. one of the most important parts of the podcast. Um, if you want to really enjoy this, watch Jess's Ooh. face as we go through this. We have a three-step <laughs> keys to success for this particular uh, podcast. And I'm going to kick it over to Brian to give us his first, the first key to success. Brian, what do you got? Read a book, please. To you listeners out there, if you're enjoying this podcast, you like art, I guarantee you, if you like movies, you will like books. I guarantee it. It's like a movie you can make <laughs> in your mind. Movies. And and you, you get to place people where you want, the lighting, the, who plays the main characters. Hell you yeah. can just conjure up any actor you want. It's a movie in your head. Yeah. And you know what? It's way longer than two hours. So just, just read a book, learn something, visualize something in your head. Yeah, read a book. Good call. My, I'm going to take the second one. And the second one is drink some water. Uh, it's dry. Okay. Look, your body needs water to succeed, to move nutrients and blood and fat and tissue all around the way it needs to just drink a glass. Hey, if you're feeling saucy, drink two. Uh, soda isn't soda or pop. Isn't going to keep you moving. Just drink some water. It's really important that you do so. Marcus, take us home. Third. Listen, yes. The third key to success. Y'all know what time it is, Doug. Brian told you to read a book. Doug told you to drink some water. Listen, you're drinking too much damn soda. Your piss smells like ammonia. So only imagine what the crack of your ass smells like, okay? So the point. third key to success is to wash your ass. It is very important. You got your grandmama rags that you call towels in your in your little, uh, little thing where you keep your big towels and your little towels. Throw them shits away, okay? Yeah. You need to go to Walmart and go buy yourself some new towels, okay? They're thick enough that you can wrap around like you're wrapping a Subway sandwich and slide up and down the crack of your ass like a credit card, okay? Because I've had enough, okay? I've had Thank enough. you. I've had Thank enough. you. If we're Thank gonna you. Get, if we're going to get a new president, okay, I need new ass. New president, yeah. new ass. New president. Press. Ass 2024. Press. Get on Thank the ticket you. now. Clean Thank ass 2024. Clean ass 2024. Just gets it. Just gets it. it. 
we need I fully support that. <laughs> clean. I don't care if you need Dove soap. I don't care if you need apple cider vinegar and or just like soap Brian it. and prefer Irish Spring. Just do hey, watch what you gotta watch with. It's my heritage, he's a, okay? He's a potato boy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that is the so read a book, drink some water, wash your ass. Um, you know the keys. You know the the steps to success. In the Wash meantime, ass. oh my god! Listen, I'm sick of this shit. If we got 45 out of here, y'all next, because I'm 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 tired of this shit. I'm sick of this shit right here, boy. We first fascism, then ass smells. Yeah, that's right. Thank that's you. right. Thank you. Um, we have loved talking with you again. Huge y'all thanks to Jess for joining us. On yes, huge. Like, no, no one wonders what job of the hut smells awesome. like. Nobody oh yeah. What job of the hut Does has. he have an ass? I mean, would he have an ass crack? <laughs> it looked like it's also his neck. Brian's the Star Wars expert. Does he? I don't know. I, well, look, Je- Jess is no. as like equal. Like, I was, okay. I was Empress of our Star Wars yeah. society at like, Cornell College. Oh no! Yeah, dropping that. Jess is. If anything deserves the air horns, it's that. Yeah, no, it's true. It's true. Jess keeps like Jess and I are right here. We are no, no one. No way. Is, we... You have way more knowledge than this I do. You are being very you, you kind. You realize what you've done. No. They about to start a fire. <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all to Jess for joining us this in the week. World. <laughs> in the meantime, until we catch y'all next week, stay safe, stay healthy. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all. And we will catch y'all next week. The cream of the crop. Nobody does it better. <laughs>